Judge it, a show. Blow him. Come on. podcast for you today bro we thought we thought we was resting bro we thought but that's what we thought you know a lot of times bro it's like what you think and what happens is totally different right what you think and what happens is different okay because bro i work in the most bullshit industry that you can imagine okay and i'm talking about i'm talking okay so (laughs) Let's not let's not just rag on one industry involved. Let's let's put them all together, okay? So now we're talking about the entertainment slash media, okay, industry. Okay, now you, you guys right right now, you guys are looking at the media and you guys are going, you know what? These guys are full of crap. They lie to us every day. <laughs> okay. Alright. I'm guilty. I am guilty. Okay? I was bullshitting people every day. But we was doing it in the name of entertainment, okay? Let me give you an example. So, you know, what we was telling people, right? We made up this story, okay? And it was me and this other guy, and I don't want to name his name, but he did, like, the most for me in my adult life, this guy, for whatever reason. I had to ask him one day, right? Because I was confused. Because he would he would turn people against me in, in like, you know, regular life, Right? But then in professional life, he would open doors for me, right? And he, you know, he had me on his show. He had, I, I did all kinds of stuff, right? He, he had me hired in different companies for different things. And, and you know, a couple times in radio, a couple times was outside, was, was different things, like three different times. And he would pull me in, right? And he's the only guy, right? Cause these other guys, they all scared, you know? They, and when I say they're scared, I don't mean they're fearful or, or afraid of me. I'm just saying, like, when you recommend somebody in Hawaii, okay, here's here's my experience, okay? When you recommend somebody in Hawaii, okay, and then that guy screws up, you look bad, okay? So for that reason, people are very, very hesitant to recommend anybody, right? Because they go, whoa, wow, if he screws up, then my name is on the line. And they see it as their name being on the line, right? So a lot of times people would tell you, yeah, yeah, no worry, no worry, ah, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do this for you, yeah, no worry, no worry, okay? And you shouldn't worry, cause eight times out of ten it won't happen, it won't happen, okay? But but this is a show about the law of attraction, and we're gonna get to that part. But I just gotta tell you, you know, so so right now time is flying, right? Time is going by, and I'm looking at this stuff, and only today in the last, I think this election has prompted this awareness because I've only seen this awareness come out uh, from the young people lately. Young people, I will tell you guys, young. I deal with young people every day. I deal with them on TikTok. 
I deal with young people all over the place on Instagram. I deal with young people all over the place, right? I talk to them. I teach them. They're my students. I, I know what they're thinking. They share stuff with me, right? And I had this 13-year-old. I had this 13-year-old. For example, I'll give you an example. This 13-year-old girl, and she kind of had self-confidence issues, okay? And she was African-American, Hawaiian. And, and, and this girl... This girl was such a charming girl. She had an attitude. You know, she had that little attitude kind of thing. But man, once we started building her confidence, her attitude disappeared, right? Or at least around me, right? Maybe she had attitude at home. She had to defend herself, whatever, right? But that's what attitude is for. It's to protect yourself. So some of these people that have attitude, they have the most beautiful hearts inside, right? And you see some of these chicks, right? Some of these girls... And, and they're, they're all tough on the outside. They're all outspoken and all, right? But they have the biggest hearts. They have the biggest hearts, okay? And then some of these chicks look like they have big hearts and they're ice cold inside. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So life is like, they, you know what the kind said, right? Tom Hanks in the movie said, life is a box of chocolates. You never know what you can get, <laughs> okay? So this 13-year-old girl comes to me, right? And she is teaching me about memes. This was like, you know, a few years ago. And she's schooling me. And she's, you know, and I let her take me to school. And she's pulling up YouTube. And this is in my office. And she's pulling up YouTube on my, my big, I don't know what it is, 60-something inch TV. And we've got everything hooked up, right? We got all the toys. And so she's, you know, she's pulling that. She's showing me things. She's educating me on, you know, who's the biggest uh, YouTuber and, and all these YouTubers and the battles between the YouTubers and how they do it and what's going on. And she's showing me all this stuff, right? And so I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm getting an education from this girl, from a 13-year-old, okay? She not only did that, she taught me, she taught me how to do, how to do iMovies. She's teaching me how to edit. Right at first, I told her, "Oh, I, I'll, I'll go pay you." Right, and then I thought, "Well, maybe, maybe I should just learn because you know, paying a thirteen-year-old, yeah, we could get busted for that." Right, that's that's against the law. Okay, so so anyway, so I started just learning from her, and she just taught me. Right, and then I just comped all her lessons. I just comped everything, everything that I was doing all my time for her. I comped that. Right, so it was a trade. Oh man, Hawaiians, I I tell you, I I never. I never imagined I would learn so much from a 13-year-old, right? So the kids talk to me and they share and they want to share their world. You know why? Because a lot of adults aren't even interested. They aren't even interested in these kids who hold the keys to the kingdom. These kids hold the keys, right? Because they're going to be in charge one day. You know, and it just they just have to wait and be patient and, and like everything else, right? Like we went up, right? But the way we went up and the way these kids going up is totally different. Okay, these kids are going up with way more knowledge than we had. They're way smarter than we are. They're way ahead. They're way... We, we're, we're like Neanderthals compared to these kids, right? So she's giving me this, this education. And she's, you know, she's opening this this little world up to me so she she schools me on reddit right so i join reddit so she goes oh you can do this 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 and she shows me how to do reddit you know so i was doing reddit so i was doing all this stuff right and she was showing me how to do all this kind of stuff right and her self-confidence began to you know increase and she she began to do really really well and her mom actually her mom uh, noticed that that wow this the, these sessions with with Kapua you know wh what are you doing with her 
You know, what, 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 what is making her so self-confident? I said, well, first of all, I treat her like a person. <laughs> I treat her like an adult. I treat her like an equal. You know what I'm saying? And then so a lot of times, right, kids have this thing where they feel like kids. They feel inferior. Okay, you remember the feeling you as a kid, you remember, right? And in our days, it's a little bit different. My grandfather was, was the kind of guy, he was like, ah, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about, right? So we never knew what we were talking about. Even though we knew, we were like, no, 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 Grandpa, this is the way things work now. And he was like, ah, come on, you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. You guys bunch of dope fiends and, and whatever. And and for the most part, most of my he used to tell me, all your friends are dope fiends. And when I when I looked around, I, I couldn't argue. Like, you know, and there's there's brother Larry and he was smoking weed every day and Henry used to pick me up in a Toyota and we used to go buy beer and I mean, you know, so I couldn't really argue. My grandfather had a point. Okay, but things were a little bit different and every generation brings something different to the table. Okay, and I'm just I'm just saying that that you guys need to look at the kids and you guys need to see what the kids are seeing and what the kids are feeling. All right, with that said, let me tell you what a lot of the kids are seeing through nowadays. They see through the media. They they see they see through the media. The media has to change. The media is changing more towards entertainment. You know why? Because their bullshit is getting only so far, right? Now, Having said that, the kind of bullshit that I was involved with with the media was a little bit different, okay? So I'm what you call a voice actor, okay? So on the radio, bro, I was doing, you know, hey, bro, my sister's a piggy. You know, I was, do- I was doing all that, right? And that was, that was voice acting. So I played a character, right? And I played a character on the radio. And just so happened, we did not plan, we did not plan for this character to take off the way it did, Okay? But the character took off. And so I had to, you know, I, ha- I had there certain things I had to do to perpetuate that character, right? And and so the name was like all over the place. We couldn't let the name die. We had to use the name. So we registered the name, right? But we did all the proper steps. We went, you know, we went to the we went to the priest and we registered, you know, he blessed the name. We, we, we went through all the steps. We went to the family. We, you, know, and, you know, so a lot of people go, oh, are, are you a cake or whatever? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm Hanai to Auntie Mary and Auntie Paulette's family. And, and, you know, and that's kind of where it, that's kind of where it ended. But the point of this whole thing, right, is, is that, you know, the kids are seeing a different, they, they see through everything. Okay. So kids see through everything in general, right? And, and their, their, their eyes are wide open. Their ears are wide open. They absorb everything like sponges. But on the other end, right, they're growing up with technology. And they can in, they can get in the background and they can see all the bullshit that happens. So so we you know we did this running story on the radio and I, I don't think there's anybody that listened to the show because we had a thousand we had a hundred oh, I think it was about a hundred twenty thousand listeners every morning. Okay, and what would happen is when I came on my my character was so over the top and outrageous. That people were texting their their nephews, their cousins, their aunties, their wives, their husbands, and hey, Junior's on today. Junior's on, cause I wasn't always on, right? And they would text, they would text each other, and pretty soon there was there was this whole group of people, and this whole group used to used to be listening, right? Okay, so anyway, there were certain things that we said. Okay, I'm from Papa Kolea. I, you know, I, there's 17 people in my house. There's my dog Spooky. We 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 ran down a whole bunch of memorized 
items that we developed, me and this guy, right? And we did, we went over the story live on the radio every morning, every morning until we memorized the story. Okay, it wasn't so that people memorized the story. They were memorizing the story too. But we were memorizing the story because we had to remember what to say. We had to remember how, okay, how is this thing? Who, who are you again? Where are you from? So we had to memorize all the details. So that was fabrication. So in, in essence, that, that was bullshit. But it was entertainment. Okay, that's your big fat butt right there. It was entertainment. It wasn't there to deceive people. It was there to make people laugh. It was the stereotypical, you know, uh, Hawaiian dude from 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 Papakolea, right? And it could have been from anywhere. I had classmates that was like that. You know, I had classmates like Junior, right? And I always said, if if I had, you know, if I had, uh, uh, if if I didn't have good parents, then I would have probably ended up exactly like Junior. I would have been a Junior, right? And so. There I was doing the, you know, doing the voice acting and everything. Now, so one thing about the media is that these guys are coming and telling you that this is the way it is. This is truth. This is facts, right? When, when they know deep down inside, they're perpetuating a different story. They're telling a different story and they change some of the facts and they change some of the things. And yes, they are lying in a lot of cases. Okay. And then, you know, and then, and then. If you study, if you study things like esoteric knowledge alliance, you're going to see that even though people go, oh, well, you know what? You got to watch Fox News. That's the real news because Fox News, they, they don't lie. They tell you the truth on Fox News. I go on Fox News and I watch these guys and I, I see the same thing. But you don't know until you've been behind the camera. You don't know un- until you've been in the newsroom. You know, you don't know unless you've been in the director's booth in the TV station and and watching what's going on, what's really going on and what they call the national narrative. Okay, now these narratives are passed down. These guys that you see locally here with local news, your local news people. okay, they're probably the most reliable. Okay, but they are talking heads. These guys are paid talking heads. Okay, they get their script delivered to them. They get the, I don't know how many of you guys know this, but they get a script delivered. They get a script delivered. They go over their script. They make corrections. They make grammatical changes. They do whatever. They do their edits and they go on the air with it. Okay. But these guys are talking heads. Now I know TV people, right? There's a lot of TV people that don't like guys like me because I'm a radio person. Okay. Now the two different, the, the two differences are number one, TV people get paid a lot better than radio people. I don't know how that's working out right now. I'm sure it still is. I'm sure they get, you know, they still get more money, right? There's there's more money that you have to pay as an advertiser to be on television than you do on radio. So that's why, you know. So so it's a, it's a more uh I want to say a more valuable entity as as far as, you know, uh, how much it costs or, or the value, right? Because people see it, 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 it's actually better than if people hear it. So um, the difference between a talking head and what I do or what I did in, in uh, broadcasting, right, is like um, my stuff was totally fabricated for entertainment. It was, it was fabricated to make people laugh. 
it didn't have anything to do with facts. Although sometimes there was this time where, where I started, and this is another podcast, but I will lay it down for you guys in a podcast. But I was talking about a straw man. I was talking about your credit card and how it's a unilateral agreement. And I was talking about all these things. And people started calling the radio station and go, hey, Junior, can you tell me how to, I want to get out of debt with my credit card. Can you tell me what to write to the company again? And I said it on the radio. Okay, I'm not going to say it right now. That, that's a different podcast. But I said it on the radio. And these guys, I got, I got, uh, I, I got texts from several of these guys because I gave them my number, right? And I told them what to write. And I said, look, don't give up. They only have fear against you. That's all they do. That's all they do is scare you. And these guys stuck to it, right? And they all absolved their, their, their credit. All their debt went down the drain, okay? But the back end is that you can't use that credit card anymore. You can't be a part of that company anymore. And it's against the law for them to report you on, on the credit reporting so that other companies see it. It's against the law. Anyway, so I so I said all this stuff, right? And these guys are like, whoa, where you learn all this stuff, right? So I learned all this stuff years and years from when I was 13 with my uncle, right? But because we were on the radio and because we had this story going, I said the prison library. Because <laughs> Junior was supposed to be out of prison, fresh, freshly out of prison and, you know, all this stuff. And what even made it better was these two guys, these two local guys that had a, a TV show, The Brothers, right? These guys helped me so much. I mean... I got to tell you, these, these James Roche, and I can mention their names because James Roche and Tony Silva, these two guys, okay, and they're from Hawaii. I know most of my most of my listeners are from outside of Hawaii and around the world, but I will tell you their names. Tony, okay, Tony Silva, James Roche. These two guys, they had me on this show because they, they heard me, uh, they heard the popularity stirring. And these guys are really sharp. I mean, these guys are professionals. They're top-notch pros. And um, I went to them, actually. And it was, during a, it was during a concert that we had. And they were part of the concert. It was called a Bambucha concert. And so I went up to them. I said, hey, I wouldn't mind being on your TV show sometime. And James was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you get that from everybody, like I said, right? You get that from everybody. And I thought, well, yeah, that's going to happen. Okay, never mind. Pretty soon, boom, I get the call. Well, I, I, got, the, I got the text, right? And because and I follow up with stuff. I have a bad habit. <laughs> you know why when you follow up, you're seen as pushy, okay? So I follow up, you know, whatever. They put me on the show, so we told the same story we told on the radio. So people on, the, on watching the TV, and they had a huge audience. They had a huge local audience. The people on, you know, on TV saw that, right? And this, people started hiring me, started giving me, I mean, jobs. I mean, all this kind of stuff, right? So, so a part of it was like, yeah, I kind of feel guilty a little bit because they're hiring the character, you know. So I played the character at the at the parties, at the you know venues, at, at everything. So, so we had to, you know, we kind of adjusted and we kind of morphed the character over the years to fit whatever it was we were doing. But those guys were the instrumental people uh, that that put me on television. Cutmaster Spaz, this guy Spaz, he he was a he was another guy. He had a TV show. He made me a regular character on the TV show. You know, and I did the same kind of comedy cut up kind of stuff. I mean, ridiculous things, you know. And um, 
So anyway, but these guys are the guys who helped me get it off the ground. And you never know who your friends are. You know, sometimes they're big dudes like this, like like Tony James and, and Spaz. They're big guys like that who already have things going. They're already out there. People already know who they are. And then sometimes you have people who are not so known that help you, you know, that, that, that push you up. You know, and there were a couple, there were two, three, four, maybe six of those guys. You know, so, so, but, you know, back to what I was saying about the media. So that's one thing that the kids see right through. Okay. They see through that. Now, it, now, if I would have done, if I would have done that character right now on the radio, these kids would have seen right through it. These kids would have known exactly. They would just, they would go online, they would do three minutes of research and they would figure it out. <laughs> okay. They would figure the whole thing out. Right. Okay. So another thing the kids see right through is religion okay now these kids see right through religion okay now you, you know and there's this old religious debate it goes it goes you know this way it goes that way it goes praise the lord it goes well the esoteric knowledge tells us one thing and the the, the church is telling us something else and he <clears throat> and then, then the other church down the street, which is supposed to be the same de denomination as this church, is telling us something else. And then these other guys who do private Bible study are telling us something else. And so the kids see through, they see through this stuff. The kids see right through this stuff. So less kids are growing up religious in, in the world, you know. And of course, the religious people look at it, they go, oh, this is satanic. It's not satanic. They know the game. That's all. They know the game. Okay. So, so it, it put it this way. It's harder to sell these kids snake oil than it was to sell us snake oil. And it was pretty difficult to sell us snake oil because our parents kind of, you know, caught on to a lot of this stuff already. You know, my, my uncle that, that taught me this stuff at 13 was a Vietnam vet. And, and he sat me down at 13 and he started opening my eyes. If he didn't open my eyes at 13 and I had to wait till this election to, and, and all this information that's coming out now, like all, all the conspiracy that's coming out, all the, the, the negative information that's coming out now about the government and all that stuff. If I just saw it now, I would go, Oh, you guys are crazy. This is crazy, right? This is all made up. This is, they're, they're hallucinating. This is, this is, you know, right? This is fantasy stuff. No, actually, it's not. There, some of it is, and some of it isn't. And if you're really what they call woke, okay? Because uh, trust me, a lot of people who tell me they're woke when I start asking questions, they're just a little familiar. They're not necessarily woke, okay? To be woke, you have to go down to the core of everything. And, and the rabbit hole runs deep, Hawaiians. It runs deep. You know, so, so anyway, so religion is another thing that the kids see right through. The kids also see right through politics. They see right through politics. So religion, politics, media, okay, control mechanisms, control mechanisms that are put in place in society. These kids see right through it. Okay. Now, there's a lot of things that when I saw the, the Black Lives Movement, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, right? And, you know, and I saw these things happening and I saw them tearing down the statues. I knew why. I know why. Okay. So, so they, you know, they tore down this statue of uh, Christopher Columbus. I get it. 
Okay, I, I get why they tore it down. Okay, am I in agreement with erasing history? No, I don't think so. I think I think history is there to teach us a lesson. I think you know, but on the same on the same token, I don't think we should make heroes out of these people that were mass murderers and and slave owners and and oppressors, right? So I understand I understand that side of it, and it's a very uh, sensitive place to be when you understand two sides, you know, and you go, well, I can see why they did it. And part of me was like, yeah, good for you guys. Tear all the statues down. Tear them all down. Everything. Just completely. Tear, tear down the statues. You cannot erase history. But yeah, we have some statues of some terrible people. Right? And we do... I mean, we have done some terrible things overseas to people. You know, regardless regardless what the circumstances are. Regardless, you know, regardless what the... You know whatever the political climate was we've done some very terrible things to brown people overseas right and and in asia i mean you know really and and you know a lot of the wars were about you know one war was about heroin one war was about cocaine one war was you know and it was about controlling these these things that made a lot of money when you when you know these things and when you see things from that angle, you go, okay, well, I know why they're doing it, but that doesn't mean you need to take the country apart. You see what I'm saying? So so there's a little division right there. There's there's a little division in itself. And the more you know, right, the more the more awake you become, the the more you're kind of like stuck in the middle because you know what they're really doing and why they're doing it. But on the other hand, it's like, look, this is the freest country in the world right now. This is, if, if you're running away from America, there's nowhere to go. Wow, there is no, where are you going? You're going to run away from America. Where are you going? You know, people say, oh, we want to go to Amsterdam. We can smoke weed. We can sit around. We can, you know, you cannot get ahead in Amsterdam the way you can do it in America. If it wasn't for America, if I wasn't, if I wasn't a part of America and the American system, there's no way I would survive the way I do. There's, there's no way I would have built what I built, even though it, it's small compared to my friends who have big stuff. They have huge stuff, you know. And I guess if I wanted something huge, right? But then, you know, I had to ask myself the question. You know, do you, you know, cause I was, I was always going for huge and we had, we had everything laid out. The, the foundations were built for huge. And then pretty soon it became, you know, it was, it was almost like a revelation. It was almost like a personal revelation. And, and then COVID happened. And then it was like God telling me, you look, you want, you want huge. You want to lose huge. Look at this. And, and I saw, uh, there's 900 businesses that went under in Hawaii alone. 900, okay, not 90, you know, not not 90, 900, 900 businesses. That's a lot. Okay, now these were businesses that that you know have turnkey offices. I have a turnkey office. That that contract expires next December, and I'm out. I'm done. After 21 years in the same location, I'm done. Right. But, you know, the, the 21 years in the same location took a lot of work, took a lot of effort. Right. And we thought, oh, OK, well, we're going to turn that office into a digital this, this, that, that, whatever. So it's all outfitted, you know. But at this point, it's like 
I can work from anywhere on the planet. I can I can do my podcast from anywhere on the planet. And I don't need my office to do it in. Right? I can I can service my clients, my life coaching clients from anywhere on the planet. Right? Now, this part is the law of attraction part because that was my focus when my best friend died. When my best friend died, he was my he was he was my business partner, right? And and we taught the kids and we taught the adults and you know we were doing all of that and I actually built the school for him because he was blind and he needed something to do. He was just sleeping and you know he was a musical genius. He was just sleeping in the back in in his room and you know uh, I would go to work and and come home and and he was still sleeping and you know and then we'd play music all night. We'd record all night. We we'd do all our creative stuff and and we'd do all our jobs. So we had a production company first and then I thought, well, let's let's build a school. So we built it with him and this this girl and and so the three of us set out on that journey and and built the school. And and you know, so that was our second business, right? Then we built the record company. Then we took the production company. We've we morphed that into the digital uh, social media advertising agency. So we service people like that. So when he passed away five years ago, you know, the first thing I did was was you know. Uh, I was in limbo for a while. I was I was kind of like dazed for a while because I'm like, okay, now I gotta center everything around me, and that was a difficult pill to swallow. It was very it was very strange. It was very different uh, because the the whole time it was it was built around me and him, you know, and and so uh, so it meant it meant to go out and get subcontractors. It meant to go do a lot of stuff, and we started making changes, you know, and then I had to build it around me and the the goal was okay well I want to be able to work remotely from anywhere on the planet and when COVID happened that was the blessing COVID was a blessing for us now it wasn't a blessing for a lot of companies especially the, uh, the 900 that went under right and and we we really feel for them because it could have been us it could have been us if we didn't plan uh you know, we we started in in 2009, I believe it was 2008 or 2009. We started preparing for the web because I had gotten let go from a certain morning show that that I was doing. I was working with these other guys. You know, I was still a part of the uh, of of the main uh, radio show that that I used to substitute on, right? But I had a I had a nine month, I think it was nine months or six months, something like that, a regular run with these other two guys, right? Same company, just different radio station. And and so then when they gave everybody their papers, I was good because I had two companies that were bringing in money. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, you know, it, it was it was the fun part that I I was missing. And it was also the getting my name out part, right? But the getting my name out thing, we had built a $4 million adver- advertising machine. And and that was still running. That was still going. So that was, wasn't the problem. You know, but when you do radio and and you get into the character and you get into the thing, it's like it's like being a Hollywood actor or something. It's it's uh, you know, it's something you enjoy doing. It's something you, you get up in the morning. You go, I can't wait to get to the radio station, right? And you can't wait to get on the radio and you can't wait to do your thing. And and that was what it that that was the biggest disappointment for me, right? And so anyway, but when that happened and I got let go, I had four hours in the morning. 
Okay, so with that four hours in the morning, I decided, all right, let's go sit in Starbucks and let's start building in the digital world. And that meant buying websites. That meant buying services. That meant going online and learning how to do this, that, and the other thing. That meant building Facebook pages. That meant, you know, and then Instagram came along and, okay, now build Instagram. Now, you know, build the Yelp pages, do the Google, do everything digital. And we started building and building and building. And then pretty soon we had all this digital infrastructure. Okay. And I wasn't, I wasn't really doing a lot of it right. I wasn't doing my social media right. Okay. I've only been doing my social media right for the last couple of years. Right. I was using my social media like an old school guy would use his social media. Okay. And, um, and then one of my students, uh, my ex students, Right. He, he's, he's doing really well. He, he has a successful company. He's got like 4 million people on Facebook. He, he's really doing well. Uh, another one of my former students has over 700,000 people on, on YouTube. Now, I don't know how much money they're actually making. Okay. But they're good at what they do. They're good at social media. Right. And so he comes and meets with me and he goes, well, uncle, uh, you need to, uh, do it properly. And he's always telling me that properly was the key word, right? So I go, okay, I know I'm screwing up, but it wasn't important to me. And it did not become important to me until about a couple of years ago. And then I decided on January 8th of this year, all right, let's build the TikTok account. Let just go on TikTok and teach. And I started seeing these kids, you know, putting up stuff about, you know, the way the government actually does run. Okay, and I will tell you that nothing, Jordan Maxwell said, nothing in life works the way you think it does. And it doesn't. You know, you know, and government is no exception. And when I saw kids start telling what they know, I go, wow, the kids know, right? These, these little kids know. And when I say little kids, I mean like, you know, 17 year olds and they know. Okay, so, so I started putting up stuff right and i started getting a hundred followers a day now i don't put up edgy content anymore and and tiktok saw this because i got up to forty-seven thousand followers and and they saw the kind of information i was putting out there and this kind of information a lot of people were writing to me and they go dude you really woke me up i i had no idea and then when i checked on what you were saying I, it was it was spot on and i was like well you know i try you know try to get the word out and so a lot of people, so we were responsible for waking up a lot of people, right? Then I got to 47,000 plus followers and then they started shadow banding me, right? And then they started taking 15 to 25 people off my account every day. The last count I had was 43,600 people or 43,300 people, okay? And because they were taking off daily. And people were writing to me and they, and they go, dude, you just disappeared off my off my list. And I, I didn't delete you. I didn't unfriend you. And I'm like, yeah, well, TikTok's doing it. OK, so finally, the final sword went in the bull. I don't even know what, you know, what it was, what the, you know, maybe somebody, somebody reported somebody, something I put up or, or something. Right. And um, so TikTok shut me down. <clears throat> so I have a new account at Junior Kekoeva Jr. on TikTok. And we're almost at a thousand people, right? But I, I'm seriously thinking that they kind of shadow banned that account too because uh, they, they're allowing a follower here, a follower there, but they're allowing the comments and everything else. I mean, you know, so anyway, 
but long story short, so TikTok, I, I'm on the, the TikTok crap list, I guess. And, and I don't care. I, I really don't care. Because my emphasis is on my private clients. So I do my podcast. I do, you know, I do all this stuff. The podcast I do just to let out some steam and, and do some comedy and get stupid and, you know, whatever. But but the life lesson is implanted in all this craziness, right? So uh, so the kids, right? So, so, so the kids see through all this stuff. <clears throat> now, what's getting more and more difficult is for that old school... Um, I want to say the old school agenda or the old school feel or the old school way. I want to use all those terms. So for, for the old school way to come down into the new generation, it's going to be very difficult because the, the, the smoke screens and mirrors and stuff, the smokes, smoke and mirrors techniques that we had before, you know, so if you're, if you're in radio, what you do is you paint images with words. Okay. So, so I got, really good at doing that and and that's what I did I painted you know it's the words that you use okay and and I don't have an example right now but trust me you'll you'll experience it if you listen to the podcast okay because you'll hear some you'll hear me explain certain things and it'll put a different bigger picture in your head and that's what it is so so the difference between the talking heads and and the radio guys is the talking heads have to just do what they're told they have to just tell you whatever okay now the other thing too is that the talking heads on television even the people that do the 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 feature uh you know they're they're uh they do little programs right you know like the morning programs or they do offshoots from uh the programming where they do a specialty show or whatever those guys have to really be careful because they have they have sponsors now we were very lucky doing shock radio because that's what we did. We did shock radio. We did and said things that shocked people. So we were doing shock radio and and we would dance on the line. And when I say the line, I mean the the line where you you almost get into FCC trouble. You almost get, you know, to the point where somebody calls and and reports you for profanity or or uh, discrimination or or whatever okay and um to give you an idea once i i i was in character and i said crazy i can charm the panties off a marshallese midget okay and this lady called and complained to the radio station because her daughter was a little person and so she she you know she she made a complaint I had to sit down and hear it. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. All right. No more. No more of that. No more M word. And, and, you know, people are sensitive now. And, and I think it's for a reason. Okay. So, like I said, the old smoke and mirrors, the old, you know, the old, uh, the old school way is, is not effective anymore. You know, so like on my podcast, yeah, I try not to swear. I try not, you know, I'm, I'm putting a, a lot of restraint. But then, you know, I didn't swear on the radio. <clears throat> so I kind of like do the show the same way, right? And and uh, the, the bottom line to, to everything is that <clears throat> because this is a, because this is a new day, because this is a new, you know, we have a new way of thinking and human beings are evolving and and that's a good thing okay but pay attention to the children and allow the children to teach you what they know and then you teach the children what you know from experience because the experience still is very very valuable that's one thing they don't have 
So I see kids on, you know, I see the young kid. When I say kids and teenagers, I see teenagers on TikTok and they're they're speaking out of what they think is authority when it's just what they learned in a book. And you have to remember that a book is just somebody else's thoughts. Okay, and when you go and get your PhD one day, you're you're writing your own thoughts in your own thesis based upon all the other thoughts that that came out of other people's heads that you studied. Okay, so. So therein lies another layer of reality, okay? Because now, you know, like, is this, is this truth that you're writing or are these things that they thought and then you learned what they thought and now you have your own version of what you think and then you write that and then, okay, now you're a PhD and now you're out and I get people from psychologists for my life coaching. I get people referred to me by psychologists and we fix them. And when I say fix them, I'm talking about holistic healing because we address the cause, not the symptoms. But there's so many things that these medical guys can't do because they have laws, right? There's laws. I don't, I'm not bound to any of those laws. I'm not bound to, to any restrictions or things I cannot say or things I cannot do with my clients and stuff. So we actually, you know, from a holistic level, from the human being standpoint, you know, a psychologist will not tell you how the human being operates and what to do with the human being and how to remedy this, that, and the other thing and how, you know, and the thought process and, and your paradigm and your subconscious. And they, they don't say any of that. They're not supposed to say certain things, right? And, but these guys have the, they have the sheepskin on the wall. They have the degrees and everything. And now they're sending stuff to me. They're sending people to me, right? And I'm like, whoa, I, I am very honored. I am very, very honored. But I can operate in a capacity where they cannot. And, and it's due to laws, right? And until somebody starts regulating me, which I, I don't think will happen in my lifetime, then, then I won't be able to do whatever it is that I do. Uh, my process, right? So, so the law of attraction says that whatever you focus on increases. Okay, so, so if you're having problems, if you're having stress, if you're having, you know, all, all of these, these, uh, you know, depression, all, all of these things. Place your focus on something good and let the doctor or the PhD, whoever, the psychologist or whoever it is that's helping you, let them do their job, you know? And, and in, in many cases, when they send people to me, people have a whole new experience. If you want to read about it, people have written about it. There's this lady that's been in therapy like her whole life and, and, uh, we changed her life around in five months. I think it was four, four months, four, four or five months. And boom, she, she has lost a ton of weight. She's outgoing now. She's having the time of her life. She's, she's, she's uh, doing a lot of stuff that, that she never dreamed that she would be doing. And, and her stories on our thing. So you can go to, uh, you can go to, uh, just put it in, uh, quotation marks here for you life coaching. It's on Google and go check out our Google page. Okay, I can't put up any links on, on this uh, podcast, but just go look. It's here for you, Life Coaching on Google. Read the reviews and, and see what they say. But the bottom line is, number one, try and learn from the kids. The kids can see through stuff that you probably firmly believe in. Okay, But one thing you want to do is you want to consider what the kids have to say about it. Because a lot of these kids know. A lot of these kids see it for what it really is. And they've been there underneath the surface. They've checked under the hood. And that's called the internet. They've been, they've been through a whole myriad of things. 
and and they actually kind of know and they they see the they see it in a different light okay so don't be afraid to you know talk to your child don't be afraid to talk to your nieces and nephews and <clears throat> you know get their take on things and consider it you don't have to just drop all your beliefs and you know change your belief system and believe the kids but i'm telling you that the world is evolving okay it was it was just when i was 17 or 18 people used to smoke in elevators and we thought that was normal i mean people would be lighting up in three or four people in an elevator smoking cigarettes and the people that didn't smoke were standing there like it was normal nobody complained okay now if you do that people think Wow, that's barbaric. <laughs> that's that's like that's insane, right? Okay, that was only that was only in the eighties. This only happened in the eighties, okay? And now we are evolving again. We are part of a bigger consciousness, and and the law of attraction is coming more into play because quantum physicists are giving us evidence of who God really is, and God is in here, God is in you, God is in your body. Okay, and and so is what they call Satan. Okay, because you have freedom of choice. You can be a, a good guy or a good girl, or you can be an a-hole. It's up to you. It's up to you what you want to do. Okay, but I'm telling you, the kids have the keys to the kingdom. And one day, those keys will begin to unlock the doors to the kingdom. And one day, the kids will be in charge. You will be very, very old. And if you want to really understand what's going on and you want to, you know, then you need to keep up. You need to keep up and you need to follow and you need to do the mental practices that, that go along with it. You need to do the learning. You need to observe. You need to, you know, hang in there, uh, you know, at, at least with that, that mental mindset. At least with that positive mindset, it makes things so much easier to cope with. People are, are going crazy right now. And I don't mean crazy, crazy. I mean, they're suffering from depression, all kinds of illnesses right now because they don't know what the truth is. They've been lied to for so long. And now when the truth is starting to be uncovered, they're like, what? They can't deal with the, the new reality. They can't deal with it. And they're running to doctors. And you know what they do? They give them pills. And I mean, you know, that, oh, ah, oh, Hawaiians, I gotta go. I gotta go, Hawaiians. But yeah, don't run to the doctors for pills because that's not gonna last long. Oh, God. Hey, if you want, if you want more help, just go to hereforyou.live. That's our website. And uh, check out, check out what people are saying about us on Google. It's Here For You Life Coaching. Oh, we wanna thank our sponsors. We wanna thank uh, Brother Randy and Sister Jerry over at Island Club and Spa. And voice master uh, family of service companies like to mahalo them. Also, AFM Hawaii Music featuring the music of Darren Chinin on iTunes and a whole lot of other people. Check it out. It's at, uh, it's at AFMHawaiiMusic.com and uh, just check them out, okay? All right, Hawaiians, till next time. I'm Junior Keiko Eva Jr. Aloha!